Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! All right, welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena here and producer Sean Angle. You know who I'm looking for, right? I'm looking for my co-host. my brother George was here. George, are you here? George Kurtz! I am here, but your normal co-host is not here, right? That's uh, right. That's right. No, no Mike Blewett today. Mike mm-hmm. is yeah. uh, coaching. Yeah, son has a baseball game, I believe, right? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. that was that his excuse? That was, was that his excuse <laughs> yeah, why he yeah. couldn't be here? Yeah, his uh, son has a baseball game, but uh, I believe from now on, the, it'd be the three of us a lot of times on the weekend, uh, the early morning show here, right? Uh, mm-hmm, Nine to twelve, mm-hmm. me, yep, you, yep. Mike, and I. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of rainouts uh, uh, in uh, his son's uh, Little League game, uh, Little League. So uh, hopefully they're uh, winning. Shout out to Mike Blewett and family uh, on the Little League field. So uh, do you uh, – well, you – I mean, I used to coach uh, Little League. Uh, you have daughters. Do they play any sports, uh, George? They play soccer, right? Uh, my youngest plays soccer. My oldest plays volleyball. Uh, youngest also plays on the track team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm one of those parents who has to be you know, a constant taxi driver, take him somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And it, the way it works during the week for practice, usually that's me. And on weekend, mm-hmm. it's my wife. She has to take him to the games because I'm here with you, and or Cam uh, with the show. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really get to watch their games all that much. I just get get uh, to watch practice, and we all know how fun practice is. Yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, I coached the uh, little league for uh, several years, and then I, as as the games got more involved, you know, there was, uh, they started keeping score, and everything got got a little too serious for me. So then I took like a little bit of a step back. I went from manager to just like assistant coach or whatnot. But I remember, I mean, there was one year in particular where uh, I think it was my son was either in the third or fourth grade, and the team was doing real well. They had a really good young pitcher, uh, and. Uh, you know, they were vying for first place. They ended up winning it all. But at one point, it got so testy between the two sets of parents uh, on uh, playing for the playoffs and, and the final you know, series and that they ended up having to put up yellow police tape to se- separate the, 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 the parents. It just got crazy. Oh, you don't have, you don't have to tell me. Parents suck. <laughs> I mean, I'll come from, I mean, uh, listen, I'm, I'm a hockey ref. Now, generally, mm-hmm. I do. I only do adult games, mainly right. because I don't want the kid games. It has nothing to do with the kids. I, it is, they're boring, and I get paid a lot. My, the owner doesn't like to pay me uh, for kid games. There's not much to do. You know, yeah. It's kid games. They're, they're boring. Mm-hmm. The, the kid games can run anywhere from 5 to 7-year-olds, 8 to 10, 11 to 13. But uh, I think it was last weekend or maybe earlier this week, I'm doing a, uh, a kid game. It had to be a night. It was I think it was Monday night, and it was a mixture of kid and adult. That's why I'm there. And... Uh, it's funny. The the one team I actually know the the coach of the team. I played. I he was my goalie for I don't know a decade, maybe more, uh, early on. So uh, know him very well. A good friend of mine, and so I the only he's the only person I know on either team, and he's the coach. And he you know, he goes, I really want my team to win this game. I'm like, oh, go, go, good luck. So I'm roughing the game, and uh, his team's not going to win. You can tell the other right. team's better. You know, I think right. it scores two, three, nothing, and these are eight to ten year olds. And mm-hmm. uh, one one kid, uh, probably, I guess around nine, small kid, not neither kid was big, is running towards his uh, his end boards, and another kid's following him, and the other kid just never stopped and hit him into the boards. It's a penalty, called it right away, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and the kids, the kids hurt. Listen, the kids at this age get hurt a lot. You know, sure. always, you know, you know what kids are. They go down, they start crying. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. blah. And uh, the one coach, not not the coach I know, but uh, I guess a, a parent slash coach on his team starts going off on me that he wants a major penalty. 
you know, instead of a minute, uh, you know, a major penalty would obviously be more time in the box, uh, mm-hmm. a better power play. But it wasn't. You know, unless, you, unless you're going to try and convince me that the kid who was following him was doing it on purpose, and he certainly was not. It's a nine-year-old kid. This was right. not a dirty game. Yeah, I think right. there was one penalty before us in the middle of the third period here. You know, and uh, he doesn't. I can take that. If you can't take that, you shouldn't be here. You know, but the other guy threatens me. I mean, it's just oh you know, stupid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm going to throw you into the wall. That guy's a uh, tall guy. Not necessarily big, but a, a, a tall mm-hmm. guy. You could have taken Listen, that doesn't, doesn't, people <laughs> are all talk. No yeah, one's ever going to do anything. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't a funny situation, by the way, at all, because this is embarrassing. Of course, yeah. Not for me. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing to the parent. You're acting this right. way in front of other kids. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just silly. You know, I, I let a guy throw him out of the game, you know, and... Uh, I said uh, his team ended up losing six, seven, nothing, whatever the final score was. At the end of the game, you know, I have to, I have to go tell the owner what happened, and I tell the owner, "Listen, I don't care what you do. I'm just tell, let you know what happened. I know you got to deal with these parents. You want to suspend them, fine. You don't. I'm not going to have a hissy fit. I don't care. I really mm-hmm. don't. You know. So uh, I left it alone. Then I go out to uh, ref the next game, which is an adult game, back to what I normally do, and uh, the guy's going, still going out there. I didn't even realize he was still there, still going off on me. Uh, and I told him, you know, uh, I went right up to him. I'm like, you know, I didn't care. I told the owner I didn't care what he did. You could come back next game. Now I care. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're done. You know, now mm-hmm. you can't be here anymore. And he goes, yeah, I don't, I'm like, of course he cares. Your son's here. So I know right. you care. You know, but it's just, like I said, it just shows what idiot, idiots' parents are. Might I have missed the call? Sure, there's a chance that mm-hmm. on a different angle, maybe the kid did put his hand out and push the kid, which would be a major penalty if he did that. Uh, I, was on, I was on a head-on angle. So I could mm-hmm. not see that. He, uh, the coach was on an, uh, a different angle where he, he could see that. I don't think that happened, mind you. And from what I heard from the, uh, the spectators, that did not happen. You know, but once again, it's, it's just parents are, you know, A, they think everybody out there is going to get a scholarship somewhere, going to be a pro. Nobody right, out there right. is going to be a professional hockey player. Right? This is uh, not that kind of league where it's uh, mm-hmm. anyway. This is not a special league. It's a normal kids league. You know, right. No one out there is a special player. So it's just uh, parents are difficult. You know, I know when I watch my kids' games, I am very quiet. You would not know that I'm a sports person, you know. That I, I, I'm just, I just watch the game. That's all. I only hope my, uh, hope my daughter, daughters don't get hurt. My daughter's been kicked in the, in the face. The soccer ball. You don't see me flipping out. It's part mm-hmm. of the game. I understand that. And we, and my wife and I teach her that. You play sports, you might get hurt. You know, you might have it. I tore my ACL playing hockey. I've had several broken bones and other torn ligaments playing sports. I understand how the game goes. And you're not going to see me scream up and down at a coach, at the other team. Oh yeah, anything. I agree. Yeah, yeah I'm so the same just, way. Mm-hmm. I'm just very quiet, and I watch the game and hope. I, I can be honest with you. I don't even care if they win or lose. I'm not mm-hmm. keeping I don't care. It's a kid's game. I don't care. Is she having fun? She's learning the game? Great. That's all I care about. I tell my kids all the time, I don't, uh, you, know, you, you don't have to go. You can, you can quit, but once I pay, you play for that season. If the season's mm-hmm. over, you don't want to play anymore, that's fine. Go on right. to the next thing. Right. You know, but once, I, once, my, my, once my wife and I pay, you're playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of quiet. Uh, you know, when my kid was playing uh, Little League, I was kind of quiet on the sideline, cheering him on when, when he came up to bat or whatnot. But uh, it was funny because when I first started coaching Little League, you know, when they were real young, they were like four and five or whatnot. So, uh, you know, kind of, you know, you like to, to be involved and, and coach. What, but at the same time, you know, I was a little hesitant about it. But so my wife goes, okay, you do it. I'll, I'll help you out. So she was in the dugout, you know, you know, with the roster and all this and then keeping track of the lineup and all this stuff. And it got to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a quiet guy. And, and she's a little bit more uh, aggressive than I am. They used to call her George, like, they, like a mini George Steinbrenner. <laughs> so oh, God. Just, to give you, just to give you a little, uh, you know, history. But uh, good luck to to Mike Blewett's team, a uh, fun day. He's got some uh, good weather, thankfully, this weekend. And it's uh, it's Father's Day weekend, so happy Father's Day to uh, all the fathers there. Happy Father's Day to you, uh, George. And uh, so we're going to be talking uh, lots of baseball, uh, some football as well. And, uh, hey, you know, uh, where, where do we begin, George? Why don't we uh, start with, uh, with your Yankees, who uh, they've been slumping a little bit uh, lately, George. Uh, you know, we have uh, Aaron Judge and, and uh, Stanton this weekend uh, starting their rehab assignment for the uh, scranton Wilkbar uh, team. And, man, fr- Friday night, <laughs> Stanton, man, hit a home run to the moon. I think it hit, the, uh, hit a, a building outside of that park. So uh, we got D.D. back. We, you know, because I'm a Yankee fan. And uh, doesn't, he doesn't look any worse for wear. No real rust showing. Uh, but uh, what's wrong with the, with the Yankees? Is it uh, more the, the pitching or what's going on here? 
Well, it's really a combination of everything. Uh, Yankees are 3-8 in their last 11. It started with that loss in the uh, final game against Boston. Uh, the Clint Frazier game, you might want to call it, the one where he <laughs> all of a sudden couldn't catch balls or, or he really couldn't do anything right in right field. Uh, and then the pitching, the starting pitching is falling apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has fallen apart, uh, which is not a shock. Yeah, the Yankees were not built to win games 2-1 or 3-2. You know, they're, they're built to win games where the starting goes 5-5-plus, five, five bullpen takes over, and they win 6-4. Six five, so uh, something like that. And right now, starting pitching can't can't even do that. Mm-hmm. And you know, some, we knew CC there were, were going to be some bad outings, and there's going to be some bad times when he can't get out of second inning. He really really couldn't do it last night. Uh, yeah. Happ has been terrible pretty much all season long. Paxton can only pitch at home, even though he didn't do it. Uh, he pitched horribly at home this week. Is the knee bothering him again? Uh, Tanaka is up and down, inconsistent. Well, he can't go deep into games. Uh, uh, Domingo Shimon had a great start, but then he was faltering at the end. The Yankees need starting pitching. And uh, the problem is, it's not out there. I mean, even the guys that are going to be able to pick up, and they will get reinforcements. I'd be shocked if Cashman doesn't. It's going to be nobody great. It's going to be guys who have problems on other teams, Stroman, you know, somebody like that, unless they're willing to uh, maybe pay off a Bumgarner. But even Bumgarner's not the pitcher he used to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's their issue. I think the injuries are starting to catch up to them now. They're not scoring as much. They should have Stanton back. I mean, you already said Stanton. He's at, a, I think, four home runs this week. He looks like he's ready. Yeah, yeah. They probably, yeah. Could, they probably could call him back up now. But the, uh, the plan with Stanton is uh, he's going to play in uh, Scranton tomorrow, Sunday, have Monday off, and then rejoin the Yankees on Tuesday versus Tampa. Uh, Judge probably, assuming all goes well, maybe next weekend. Or uh, earlier the week after. So they'll have those two back. And once again, that'll change the lineup uh, dramatically. When you look at the Yankees' lineup, they're not walking as much now. They did have a bunch of walks last night. But before that, they weren't walking as much. They didn't have, didn't have guys on base. And another problem with the Yankees, you can see, is the defense has played pretty pretty horrifically. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty bad. Uh, we know oh, my God. Urshela, what was up with him on Friday night? <laughs> yeah, we had that uh, that ball go right through his leg. Had a couple of miscues, and that's just not like him. Yeah, we know Gee, Luke Voigt's uh, a bad first baseman. Uh, yes. Gregorius has, has been so – actually, he's been pretty bad at shortstop since coming mm-hmm. back. Uh, and not just uh, the arm problems. He had a couple of throwing errors, and he's had a couple of uh, – he's booted a couple of balls, including that ball last Sunday in Cleveland. Uh, Urshela, I've said this before, he has not been the same fielder since Andohar went down. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been good, but not as great as he was. He's made a bunch of errors, although the one play you're talking about last night was actually ruled a double. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Through his yeah. legs is yeah. ruled a double. Really, yeah. wh- why even have errors, Major League Baseball? <laughs> why have them? Yeah. Right, well, what's the point? If that's a two a hopper call. through someone's right? legs, mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. a bull crap call. Mm-hmm. It's a bull crap call. That's mm-hmm. a. It doesn't make any sense. That's a, that's an easy. Uh, I wouldn't say an easy round, but it's a, it's a ground ball that a Major League player didn't have to move for and has mm-hmm. to field. Has to field that you ruled a double through his legs. And it's why it's a little pet peeve of mine. If I. Uh, it's up to me. Uh, if I'm the commissioner of base, if I'm uh, Manfred, I, I, I've always wanted a fifth umpire to be uh, up in the booth. And he's, the, he's your replay guy. He's the guy mm-hmm. who's going to call down and say, hey, you, you missed this call. Guy's out. Guy's safe. Whatever. And he's also the official scorer. Mm-hmm. No more of this hometown official scorer. This is bull crap. I mean, the, like I said, what is the point of ha- if you can't get an error for a ball going through your legs, <laughs> why even have an error? I mean, really, why, why have it? What's the point? Maybe it truly is kind of like a little league situation where you know you don't want to hurt the uh, Urshela's feelings, you know, or uh, maybe you know everybody wins. So it's okay to hurt Sessa's feelings because <laughs> yeah. he's not going to get all those earned runs put on. It's stupid. Right. It's, it, it, I know. <laughs> it's not. It's bad for the integrity of the game. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. So yeah, you, you talked. Uh, you know, Yankees needing some. Uh, a, a boost in starting pitching. So, uh, you know, we talked last week about Mad Bum, and, uh, you know, I, I love the fact that he's 8-3, 2.11 in postseason. And you're right, he's not the pitcher that he that he used to be, but uh, Marcus Stroman now getting a little uh, traction, like the rumors with the Yankees uh, getting him, which is a little surprising, uh, you know, that the, that the Blue Jays would consider trading him within the division, but I guess maybe the asking price would be a little bit more. Uh, but uh, also I heard that uh, Matthew Boyd might be on the block, the Detroit Tigers pitching. Uh, look at this, 11.4K per nine, 1.7 walk per nine, uh, 3.35 ERA, 
whip. Uh, no rumors about him specifically going to the Yankees, but he might be out there. Uh, so uh, it'd be interesting to see what the Yankees would need to give up. You know, we talked, you know, Frazier as being one of the chips. I, I don't know. Would you be willing to maybe put Florial in the right deal? Florial Esteban, Florial uh, top-rated uh, Yankee outfield prospect. Uh, you know, what would you be willing to, to give up? I mean, now that we saw that Frazier in a way could, could hit in the major leagues, which we kind of knew, but uh, what, do you, what do you think about uh, what the Yankees would have to give up? Well, Florio's not going anywhere. The, uh, the market's going to be flooded with starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. All right, and even a Bumgarner, who I, I assume is going to be the best guy out there. There's always a chance another guy shakes loose that we didn't expect right. that's better than Bumgarner. But once again, you look, you're looking at the Bumgarner stats all wrong. He's 8-3 in the playoffs. That means that he's not that pitcher anymore. He's just mm-hmm. not. That's, that's not going to matter. But he's also a rental. That's what's more important here. Uh, so he's not going to – no one – the Yankees aren't going to get a Florial for him. They're just not. Uh, unless they get some assurances he's going to resign with the Yankees. And I don't think that's going to happen. And I, think I guarantee you that's not going to happen. Uh, the, the Blue Jays would trade Stroman to the Yankees. They've already proven they'll do that. They traded half to the Yankees last year. And that price wasn't all that high. Uh, good point. Good point. Uh, it's going to be a uh, hard for these teams that have these pitches because the market will be flooded. As everybody knows, there are many more bad teams than good, which means there'll be pitchers out there for the Yankees to grab. They'll have their choice of what's out there. It's just that what's out there is not going to be all that great. Mad Bum, eight straight starts, six innings pitched or more, 3.47 ERA, just about a K per inning, 49 innings. I think you're selling them short, George. And in the American League, you can move all that up. (laughs) When we come back, we'll continue talking baseball. Weekend, fantasy update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena, George Kurtz. George, Sean and I went through the, the hassle. You know, we, we lifted the clip from uh, the, 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 the Bugs Bunny cartoon. And you, you just glossed over I'm a little upset at you. I saw during the break, I assumed you were talking about your normal uh, partner on Saturday mornings, Mike Blewett. So I wasn't even paying attention. I thought that mm. was all directed at Mike, which is why Sean, I Sean, you have it there. Play it for him so now he can pay attention. Oh, yes. Play it again, please. Even Sean's not paying attention. I wish my brother George was here. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I know you're busy in there in the control room, pushing lots of buttons and doing lots of important stuff. Lots so. of important stuff. <laughs> so, uh, were you a Looney Tunes guy, uh, George? I probably got the Looney Tunes more as I got older than I mm-hmm. was as a kid. Uh, kid, I was more of a Tom and Jerry, Woody Woodpecker guy. Right. And, uh, I actually Woody Woodpecker was my number one. Tom and Jerry would really. Two. Yeah, wow. I, I was big, big Woody guy. You know, if, if Woody would have called the police, this never would have happened. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, I have, I actually have them all on DVD though. Woody Woodpecker, Tom, Tom and Jerry, and Looney Tunes. On wow. I wanted, to, I wanted to get my kids. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have them see them back when they were younger, and uh, right. I'm not gonna lie, I watch them too. They're funny. They make me laugh. Wow. Okay, I gotta tell so, you, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and a lot of the humor is for adults, and uh, a lot of like the Looney Tunes stuff, the original stuff that you know uh, referenced stuff that was going on um, during the you know at that time period. So it might be lost, on, like it might be lost on, on on our youth. But it's still very, very funny stuff. Boomerang, the cable network, just uh, so you know. I, I kind of fall asleep to, to Looney Tunes because they're on from 11 to 1 Eastern time. Then you got Tom and Jerry on from, I think, they're 1 to 3 in the morning. So uh, I fall asleep to them. But uh, anyway, uh, happy Father's Day weekend to everyone. Uh, weekend Fantasy Update. We're going to be talking, uh, continue talking some baseball. 
uh, talking some uh, football a little later on as well. Hey, uh, a little scare on Friday night with uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., the entire city of uh, Toronto, uh, all happy because uh, the Raptors won the finals. Then all of a sudden, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. gets uh, hit uh, on the hand, on his left hand, and has to leave the game. Yeah, it's always a scare. You know, uh, first thing, I mean, what, what we all think about, broken bone. You know, broken yes. bone on the hand, wrist, whatever it might be. Uh, never, uh, never a... Uh, I guess a dull moment, you're always waiting. Even if the guy still stays in the game, you're always oh, he's going to stay in the game. Is it going to swell? Is it going to feel the pain? Because you've got a million little little bones in there, right? Little little bones in that hand. You always worry about them yes. breaking. Like Aaron Judge last year, how long he missed when he uh, had the problems. The x-rays came back negative, however. So uh, he's considered day-to-day. You know, might even play it, uh, might play this weekend. We'll see what happens there. So uh, Vladimir Guerrero escapes for now. Yeah, yeah that's a big-time scare for everyone uh, who invested uh, early round picks for him. What do you think about what he's uh, done so far this year? I mean, got off to a little slow start, but yeah, yeah he's been coming on a little bit. Well, he's a rookie. That's what I think. He's going to be on his. Uh, he's going to have his ups and downs. Got to a terrible start, not a slow start. Terrible start. Then God uh, did come on. Maybe a little slow again now. But that, once again, I think that's normal for a rookie. He was mm-hmm. hailed as you know, he was going to say he was going to say Toronto going to save your fantasy team. Probably going to solve world peace too. You know, when he came up, he was going to do all these things. So it wasn't shocking that he had some problems. Not shocking at all. Baseball's a game of adjustments. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, this isn't spring training with guys throwing fastballs down Broadway, just getting their work in. Now they're trying to get you out. You know, you've got to make adjustments to that. And uh, I th- listen, I think he will. I think he'll continue to make them. I think he is going to be a good major league hitter. Fielder, well, that's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate to do the, the projections, you know, like over 162. But I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, he's batting. Uh, 268 with seven home runs uh, in his first 40 games. So you, you just multiply that by four. He's on his way to a close to 30 home run season with uh, almost 80, 80 runs batted in. Uh, you're satisfied with that in a, in a rookie season, right? I mean, you weren't expecting him to be a you know, 320, 340 hitter right off the bat. I mean, but the, the guy has hit everywhere. But you're right. It is a game of adjustments. So, uh, But are you satisfied if you uh, spent a, a third or fourth round pick on him uh, preseason? Well, no, if you spent a third or fourth round pick on you were an idiot. You want more, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah you're, uh, but I didn't. Don't call me nuts. an idiot because I didn't. I have no shares of him, unfortunately. I only so. share I have him is in a keeper league where mm-hmm. I, t- I took over. A friend of mine passed away, so I took over his team. I did right. get over t- two bucks, so that was an easy choice to keep him. Sure. Uh, that's it. I wasn't drafting him a third and fourth. And that's where he was going, by the way. That's not an exaggeration at all. He was going around round four. And I thought that was nuts. I mean, I, I know you and I talked about this during draft time. Thought it was nuts then. Still think yes. it's nuts. I mean, for a guy who's unproven, that mm-hmm. also had an injury, he didn't know when he was going to get called up, and he got called up later than we thought. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, no, I thought I thought it was crazy then. Had a little Still injury. Think it's crazy now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I wasn't investing a third or fourth round pick in him, but uh, on the other hand, you know, part of playing fantasy sports, fantasy baseball, is the fun of uh, rostering. You know, the latest new toy. But if it costs you a fantasy baseball championship, then, you know, you got to live with that. But uh, uh, talking about idiots, how about the, the, uh, the, the fantasy players who were a little surprised about uh, Padre sending down Chris Paddock? He got sent down this week. Uh, he's pitched 90 total innings last season. That was his first season after Tommy John surgery. 64 so far uh, this season. Uh, lots of strikeouts, excellent control, but uh, last three starts had a 7.53 ERA. Uh, no real surprise that, uh, you know, Chris Paddock, that he had to be on an uh, innings limit this year, no? Well, the question is now, what are they going to do with him down in uh, AAA? Is mm-hmm. he going to pitch in relief? You know, I, I actually, I, I probably would have more expected the old up. Uh, oh, you know, he's on the I.L. for a couple of weeks. You know, give him the rest that way. Uh, it, there is no surprise that there's an innings limit. We knew that was coming. Right? Mm-hmm. It's what they do with all these pitchers nowadays. Whether it works or not is anyone's guess. You know, you'll hear it all started with the Jabba rules. <laughs> so, uh, well, Jabba was a reliever, though. That was completely different. But still, uh, but they, 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 started, they were limiting his work. And I know yeah, you're right. A, he was a reliever. but Right, he was a reliever. That, that had nothing to do with anything. He, well, if he pitched one inning, he needed one day off. Pitched two innings, he needed two days off. That was the, uh, the old job of rules. Has nothing to do with the stars here. This is the, uh, what, the Verducci effect. Where they, you know, you can't pitch more than four, 40 innings more than what you pitched the uh, year before. Some teams believe this. Which is just, I think it's silly, Joe. I do. I, not that you mentioned Paddock pitched 90 innings. I don't think he's pitched 220 this year. But I think he'll go more than 130. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think it's, uh, I don't think it's necessarily 40 innings, but some teams believe in this and they mm-hmm. follow it strictly. I mean, we remember, you know, and might, of course, the Nationals a longer playoff run when they wouldn't let Strasburg pitch in the playoffs. Good point. Yes. Because they were watching his innings. Uh, I get it. You want to protect your investments in this day and age. You don't want your pitcher to blow out their arms, but they're blowing out their arms anyway. You know, no matter what yeah. you can do, pitching is not. That's why I don't know if the 40 innings makes a difference. Guys are blowing out their arms after pitching 20 innings. You just don't know. Pitching is not a natural Motion. It's not what your body's meant to be doing. Throw overhand. It's not. Any uh, doctor will tell you that. You know, the body is actually meant to throw underhand. You know, swinging back and forth with the shoulder. So your th- shoulder's going to take a beating. Some guys mm-hmm. can take it. Some guys can't. Yeah. So who who's next? Who do you think is next to you know maybe get sent down or have his uh, work uh, limited? I mean, we, we you talked you mentioned Domingo Herman. Uh, supposedly there's an injury going there. You know, maybe there's a little. Maybe it's. Uh, you know, his getting put on the IL could be uh, due to the injury or could be because maybe the Yankees want to preserve, you know, his innings pitch. Sticking with the Padres, maybe Matt Schramm. Uh, he's last season, 75 innings pitched, uh, 63 innings so far this year. Last three starts, he's been slumping 10.54 ERA, six runs in his last start, seven uh, earned runs in the start before that. Is Schramm next? Can you think of any others that maybe fantasy owners should be concerned about? You should be concerned about any young pitcher, really, mm-hmm. any one of them. You know, we, we, we never know what an organization is thinking here. But uh, also to the Padres, can they afford to send two of their guys down? Or is it going to be, you know, they'll call one up and send the other guy down? That sort of uh, game they're going to play there. But any youngster who doesn't have the innings build up, anybody who hasn't pitched really more than, what, 160 innings last year, you probably need to be worried about mm-hmm. that eventually it could happen. Now, the only thing is we're used to this happening in August, September. Right. Not June. I mean, that's what the surprise is here. But that being said, I don't think you, do, I don't think you have the right to be surprised. Because once again, <laughs> teams are taking more a proactive approach to this, trying to you know, stave away these injuries. Maybe the Padres are also being realistic. Eh, we're not really competitors this year. You know, we need to be built for the future. You know, we want to make sure he's healthy for the future, not so much this year. We don't need to go for it this year. But other guys you have to worry about, Soroka, Atlanta, Freed, Atlanta. Once again, young guys here uh, who could have issues. And Atlanta has another, a, a bunch of young pitchers they could call up or put Gossman back on the uh, rotation. Once, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Gossman's hurt right now, but he's going to be, I he was the guy who's going to lose his job when, uh, when Dallas Keuchel's ready, but you can put him back in. To once again, take away a couple of starts here, save some innings. So uh, there, Lucchese, once again, he always seems to come back to San Diego. Uh, a lot of guys, you mentioned Domingo Germán. There's this injury, the hip injury, I believe, with Domingo is legit. But once mm-hmm. again, in some ways, it's, it's good for the Yankees. It gives them a couple of weeks off to you know, control yeah. those innings. It, yes, it's, it's convenient. But I think in this case, <laughs> I think the injury was legit. Um, mm-hmm. I would use the word convenient where, oh, yeah, I'm sure he has a shoulder injury. I'm sure his shoulder is sore. Everyone's shoulder is sore. But really, it's any, any starting pitcher who hasn't pitched more than, like I said, 140, between 140 and 160 and is on pace to go over 200. You know there's mm-hmm. going to be an issue. You know they're going to try and do something about it. It's just a matter of when or how they try and do it. Do they try and put him on the I.L., send him down to the minors, or shut him down You know, in late August, September? Right, right. Uh, good points. Uh, uh, let's uh, talk about uh, a pitcher that is on his way back, and this really affects me personally, is uh, happy to see that Mike Clevenger, Cleveland Indian starting pitcher expected to uh, start on Monday. And if things go right, I would think he'd be a two-star pitcher uh, this week. Uh, and I, th- I think he's kind of a little bit ahead of schedule, right? Because, you know, when he first went down, you know, he kind of downplayed Indians with really, uh, you know, we talk about about him missing significant amount of time, and and he did, but uh, really started off the season uh, very strong, but uh, expected, like I said, to make his start on Monday. Yeah, um, Clevenger's coming back. He was originally diagnosed to be about six to eight weeks. He's coming up to about nine plus. So uh, I don't know if you want to say he's ahead of schedule. Maybe a tick mm-hmm. ahead. But either way, he's back. Uh, normally, I would rather not start a guy his first start back. But in a two-start week, it's Clevenger. Yeah, he's in my lineup. Uh, I, I don't have him in any league. But yeah. uh, he, he's back in my lineup. I'll take my chances there that he has a, a good uh, good starts this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need him. I'm in uh, Justin Mason's The Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. And, uh, you know, I kind of waited a little bit on starting pitching, which with the way things unfolded early in the season wasn't a huge, huge mistake, you know, because we had a lot of uh, big name pitchers got off to slow starts. But I needed Clevenger. And uh, so I also have, uh, unfortunately, in that league, Jamison Tayon. 
for the Pirates. And I don't know when it, it looks like he, this guy might not be back uh, till after the uh, All Star break. George, Jameson Tejon. Oh, once again, you're looking at a team not really in contention. Going to want to mm-hmm. protect their young player. So that's mm-hmm. uh, you know another problem here. We, uh, they have no incentive to bring him back quickly. You know, they know they're not going anywhere this year, so why push it if they don't want to have to? You know, I mean, I mean, listen, that's that's my thinking. The injury could also just be more serious whether he is going to be out that long. Mm-hmm. But uh, 27, you know, he is the ace of that staff. They're going to need him to be that ace for really years to come here. So I'm not all that surprised uh, that he, they're taking it slow with him. So but, after the All-Star break does make some sense here. Because I think once you, once you get close to the break, they always figure, oh, you know what? Let's wait till after the break, give him that extra week. How you been doing it in your fantasy leagues? Because for me, George, uh, it, it consistently this this year, it seems like I I didn't pay enough attention uh, to pitching. Still a lot, a lot of uh, time left, but in that uh, TG FBI league, the Justin Mason's league, uh, I was looking at it on Friday night. I'm seventh overall. I had been a much higher, but uh, fourth in hitting, and it's a 15 team league, right? But ninth in pitching. I mean, have, have you? Uh, how have you been doing in terms any any? I mean, I know it's very early, but has there been any trends within your teams? My trend is that I'm better in hitting than pitching this year. Uh, no trends, no. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. doing well in most of my leagues. Uh, my home mm-hmm. league, I am. Uh, that's a points league. I don't know how I'm in first. I honestly do <laughs> not. It's the league where I didn't have a second or a sixth round pick coming in. Uh, I traded away my first round pick so I can get some. Uh, I think I got a second and a fourth for that. I made some other trades here. I went nuts because I figured mm-hmm. I had nothing to lose here, not having a second and a sixth. Uh, right. It's a points league, so you can make make up points. It's a weird year because there's a lot of injuries, and right. even in that even at home league, I lead the league in uh, an IL moves with eleven now. So it's a mm-hmm. bit of frustrating league, but I'm in first. I don't know how. And more importantly, in that go. league, I need to hold on for about three more weeks. That's when trade this is like it's a keeper league. We can trade. Uh, you know, you trade draft picks for key, uh, for players. So if I can hold on for three more weeks to, uh, where I'll be in contention, I should, then I can make those trades I need to make to get my team better. Where I can, uh, I'll be involved all year long. Uh, my big, uh, the Roto-Wire League, that's the 18-team league I've talked about so many times. Love that league. 18 teams, 40-man rosters. Uh, fun league. Uh, I'm in second place in that one. Uh, but I think the, it's, it's funny. I don't know if I talked about it with you last week. Uh, I might have. Uh, I made a trade. I, uh, I, I, only, I didn't have uh, much closure luck. I know it's kind of ironic for uh, I write the closer report. The closer guru, closure. yeah. <laughs> I didn't have much closure luck this season, so I traded for uh, for uh, Roberto Osuna, and the price was mm-hmm. right. A couple of minor leagues didn't cost me anything off my major league roster this year, but I traded with the first place team, which I found funny. Now he has mm-hmm. a big lead. I think uh, his league his lead's about 17 points, which is uh it's an 18 team league, so it's a lot of points that you can make up there. But it's still it's still a nice sized league, and I was surprised he offered me the deal. Because mm. once again, you know, do you, if you're the first place team, do you really want to trade with the second place team? The, right, the category right, I yeah. can make up the Good most point. points in is saves. Mm-hmm. You know, I can make up five, six points there and cut his lead by down by a third. So uh, it was, I was surprised he made that offer, but he did. And uh, so we'll see how that works out. I have a, a good, solid team in that league. I should be, uh, I should be okay all season long. And then uh, other two leagues, uh, I. With uh, our Chris Mitchell, uh, the podcaster, yeah, yeah. I'm in mm-hmm. his uh, league. That's a head-to-head. I try and play in all different kinds of leagues. That's a head-to-head mm-hmm. league. I think I'm mm-hmm. in third place offhand. I don't really check that one off uh, a lot. And then uh, another league. I'm doing well. I don't think I'm done. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in at least the top half in every league I play in, uh, mm-hmm. which is unusual. Usually, you know, as a league or two, you don't do, uh, things aren't going well in. But uh, mm-hmm. so far, so good. I'm all over the place. In, in a head-to-head league, I'm in first place. Fifteen-team uh, uh, GST league with uh, some fantasy guys uh, that you, that you're aware of, uh, Ronis and the, the fantasy BFFs. I think I'm in fourth. Uh, like I, I mentioned, I'm in seventh in TGE FBI when I, when I last looked. And in the FNTSY pit, the the the, uh, the network, I'm in a league with a bunch of guys in the network. Uh, I had been in last place a few weeks ago, but I'm starting to climb up. Uh, I'm in tenth there, and there's still a, a lot of time. But uh, Blewett was in first for a while. Now he's in second. So uh, I'm all over the place. But uh, look, there's still uh, a lot of time left uh, to go. And, and, uh, you know. Uh, Got to keep uh, plugging away. Just can't uh, can't give up. This is actually the time when you could uh, actually make up a lot of ground. As and we're going to be talking football later in the show. But as uh, everyone starts to pay attention to their fantasy football drafts and, and rankings and uh, assessments of players, this is the time where you really could make up a lot of ground, George. 
I don't know if that's necessarily true. Most of no? people don't pay attention. It means they're out of it anyway. So I don't know what you're worried about there. But uh, I, I, I don't uh, give people up. pay attention to football. They don't even bother putting a lineup in. So they have the but that means that, that means they're already out of it. Yeah. They're already eliminated. If you're in it, you're not. You know, you're paying attention. You're not going. Oh my God, it's football. It's, it's June. There's nothing going on in football yet. Mm. All right. We'll continue talking some baseball since there's nothing going on in football. We'll be back with more weekend fantasy update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Hey, swing for the fences, playing daily fantasy baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer user to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount, and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Good stuff from DailyRoto.com. I want to wish uh, all the uh, fathers out there happy Father's Day weekend. And uh, I'm interested to see. I haven't seen my family yet, Georgia. What what I'm going to be getting as as a gift? Not that I care, but uh, you know, for for a while, uh, you know, my, my wife uh, had been buying me some uh, old school baseball jerseys. So uh, I have a, a nice little collection. I have a uh, talk about old school. <laughs> Andre, Andre Dawson uh, Expos jersey. Dave Winfield when he was with the Padres. Johnny Bench uh, Astros. You know the old school uniform uh, with the uh, uh, Nolan Ryan one. Reggie Jackson as an A. So uh, I don't know. I'm thinking the, the, the my next uh, targets would be uh, for, for me personally. I'm, I'm thinking about maybe a, a Willie Stargell. Uh, maybe George Brett. I kind of want a, an Indians jersey, George. Who, who could I? Uh, who's a nice old school player? I, I kind of like power hitters, but uh, can't you know? Maybe Andre Thornton. <laughs> that's uh, that's the first thing that came to mind <laughs> right. as far as our our age group. Be Andre Thornton from uh, the seventies and eighties. I mean, Mike Hargrove, the human rain delay, wasn't a power hitter. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. It's another name I ha- you have to remember there from the – Yeah, uh, he's not a power hitter, but Eckersley was a, an Indian at one point, right, Dennis Eckersley? Wasn't he a starter for them? Did he win 20 games for them? Uh, I think it was Boston, actually, but uh, – hmm. Okay, maybe I'm uh, wrong, I, yeah. I'm he, think, I must be thinking of somebody else. Hitched for Cleveland, but mm-hmm. uh, Boston's where he that was a starter from. That, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, maybe I'm, you're I'm, right. I'll, I'll look at I definitely was a Red Sox, yeah. Uh, another pitcher uh, for the Indians back in the day, Jim Bibby. <laughs> Jim Bibby. <laughs> How about, uh, I we also, are dating uh, ourselves. We really are. How about uh, old school Brewers uh, power hitters? Or maybe a Larry Heisel or a Gorman Thomas? I think I have to go with... Uh, if I'm gonna go pure, to call, I mean, Gorman Thomas though, they just looked the part of a you know a guy who's chucking yeah. between innings. Uh, <laughs> scary looking, yeah. <laughs> ben Ogilvy, Cecil Cooper. Cecil That's a good Cooper. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but I think Gorman would be the guy to go there. Larry Heisel's a name. Wow. Once again, you get to know that uh, Sixto Lascano back in the day too. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, I say if you're going with pure power hitters, let's, it, it is either uh, probably Larry Heisel or Gorman. Better mm-hmm. player would be Cecil Cooper. 
uh, someone like that. Uh, and yes, by the way, uh, Eckersley did indeed pitch for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But his better years were with the Red Sox and obviously with the A's. He started and... with Cleveland. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually had some decent uh, first couple of years back when he was, uh, I, guess he, I guess he got traded to Boston somewhere along the line. Won, uh, what, 40 games over three years with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, ERA was always. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. He was actually very, very good when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, looking here, he made the All-Star game in 77 uh, with Cleveland. Then went to, went to Boston starting in 78. And that's where he won his, uh, his only 20-game win season before he uh, mm-hmm. obviously became the terrific closer he was with the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, yeah. And you're looking at accuracy. I'm looking at Gorman Thomas. Uh, let's see. Uh, talk about power. Yeah, there was a little blip in his career. 78-32 home runs, 79-45, 80-38. Uh, 81 was a strike year, so that's 21 home runs. But 82, he had 39. And the interesting thing I, I find is Gorman Thomas – Kind of think of him as a kind of a, a strikeout guy, but uh, 24.4% uh, strikeout rate for his career, which uh, well, today that's different not back then. <laughs> that is things were different thing, back right? then. He he was right. a strikeout guy in that age. That was a lot. In this age, yeah. it's nothing. Right. You know, I mean, a player. There was a, back then, unless you were Reggie Jackson, there was a stigma to striking out. Guys did not mm-hmm. like to strike out. You know, right. you, two strikes. You, you know, you, you swung. You didn't take the big swings. Choked up on the bat. Mm-hmm. Put the ball in play. Nowadays, right. they don't care. They a lot of a lot of teams, a lot of players just believe an out is out, an out is an out. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and speaking of Reggie Jackson, pulling up his numbers, he was just without looking at his stats, you would think he was one of the more prolific strikeout victims of his generation. Right. I mean, twenty two point seven percent strikeout rate for his career. Nothing. Well, you know when you. Well, he was a he was a strikeout uh, guy. He was a, a lot of times an all or nothing uh, player. That he wasn't uh, he wasn't stro- choke, uh, choking up on that bat at all. He was trying to hit the ball a mile. No, he was. No, uh, he wasn't. You're Reggie right. was, and he <laughs> and he had some he had some prolific home runs. I got to got to give it to Reggie. He had some. Uh, yeah. Some you're not going to whether it be the three home runs in the, uh, the World Series, the uh, All Star mm-hmm. game that was uh, on the roof. Yeah, he had some. Yeah, that's he, in he Detroit. In yes. Oakland too. You know, mm-hmm. in Oakland, that mm-hmm. ball does not carry in Oakland at all. It didn't back then. Right. It doesn't now. Right. And if you have a chance to t- take a look at his 1969 numbers, ended up with 47 home runs. From my understanding, because, uh, you know, it was maybe two years old when this happened. But I, I think at, at the All-Star break, they were talking about him breaking Ruth's record. You know, he was on that kind of a pace, but he really tailed off in the second half. But uh, Reggie, uh, 356 on base percentage. Too. So, yeah, he struck out a lot. You know, by today's standards, he didn't, but uh, he still uh, was selective enough to get a bunch of walks. Twelve uh, percent walk rate, three fifty-six OBP for his career. So eh, there you go, going back a little bit. So if you had to get an old school jersey, who would you get? Like a, a would it be like a a, a a Yankee, of course? Maybe a yeah. I would only get a Yankee. Like I don't wear medals or Munson. Yeah, I have them all. I have a Nettles mm-hmm. jersey. I have a Munson jersey. Gossage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, yeah, Cliff Johnson, <laughs> Cliff Johnson. Uh, if not for him he and Gossage, uh, he's broke might have won again in '79, right? <laughs> yeah, that was uh the reference there is there was a uh, the Yankees were doing well in '79. There was a fight between Gossage and Johnson. Johnson, uh, mm-hmm. Gossage had his thumb broken. That was pretty much the end of the Yankee season there. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're talking about Cliff Johnson yeah, and Rich Gossage, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you would have liked to have seen that. I, I'll only wear a Yankee jersey, and I have about seven or eight of them offhand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nettles, Munson, I mentioned uh, uh, Gossage, O'Neill. I think I have a Jeter. Someone uh, gave me a, a Mark Teixeira jersey. Sorry, I can't mm-hmm. remember your, your name right now. Uh, as a thank you for, uh, I guess, good advice during the fantasy season. And I have a couple of other nice. numbers I can't remember right now. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm trying to remember what numbers here of uh, guys. Oh, Don Mattingly. I've got a uh, Mattingly jersey, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hitman. And I have eight, so I must have one more. I can't think of who it is right now. So you only wear Yankee jerseys. How about, like, you know... I got a gift a couple of years ago, a beautiful gift, a nice jersey uh, for my birthday. And on it, it's it's an away Yankee jersey. And, and on it, though, it has my last name on it. Which, I won't wear that. You know, I have to, though. I ha- like, especially in front of yeah, – what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll wear it, especially in front of the person uh, who gave it to me, you know. But I get what you're I saying. I make you know, fun it's of the, people all the time. I know, I know. Anybody – What am I going to do? Uh, the re- <laughs> 
The reason, by the way, uh, for those who don't know what we're talking about, the Yankees do not have names on the back of the, has nothing to do with your name on the back of the jersey. The Yankees do, do not have names on the back of their jersey. Right. So right. whenever I'm out there, you know, or you see anybody with a Yankee jersey and they have the name on the back, I'm like, oh, that, you, if you don't know baseball, you're not a real fan because mm-hmm. the Yankees mm-hmm. have never had their names right. on the back of the jerseys here. And that, it just, it, it's a pet peeve of mine. It bothers me. It bothers mm-hmm. me a lot. So uh, I, I wouldn't wear it. I might frame it. You know, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't wear it. I got. I can't. I can't do That's that. I, I just idea. can't. If I frame oh, yeah, it I like, and then like they see it in a frame, uh, then the people who bought it for me won't get upset. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but I, I, I kind of with you. You know, when when I got a beautiful jersey, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm sure that you know they they had it custom made or whatever. But uh, eh. well, a friend anyway, of mine. Well, that's, yeah, a friend of mine gave me. Uh, he was very much like you. Had a bunch of old jerseys, all different teams. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess I think when he moved, he didn't want to take them with him, which I don't know why. Like they take up a lot of room. But he gave me mm-hmm. an, uh, an old Islander jersey. This is a beautiful Islander jersey. Unfortunately, it's Ron Hextall. <laughs> you know, none. I mean, it's like, why, why, why would you even have this? Hextall <laughs> played with the Islanders for a very short time in his career, and he was terrible. It's like, mm-hmm. why would you even have whatever? But he gave it to me. It's a beautiful jersey. I mean, beautiful. I had it framed, and just to make mm-hmm. sure the number seventy-two doesn't show. You know, there's not, there's not even another island that had that number, mm-hmm. you know, where I can say, I just don't show the name on the back. You know, if I, I wish it was reversed. 27 and John Tonelli would be great. But, uh, yeah, so I just, I have it framed, you know, hanging up and it looks great. I just don't show the number. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, any, uh, parting thoughts on uh, the, uh, Stanley Cup final? Blues. Winning, uh, uh, I was very happy for the blues to, to win. Mm-hmm. You know, mainly because I, I can't stand Brad Marchand. I think he's the dirtiest player in the NHL. Didn't want to see him get rewarded. And the Blues have never won. So uh, good for St. Louis. I guess it would have been nice if they would have won it at home. You know, instead they mm-hmm. won it on the road. But if you if you followed the cup, uh, it made sense. The Blues were really, they played fantastic on the road all postseason long and didn't play as well at home. So it actually did make sense that they lost game six at home and then won game seven on the road. So it was an entertaining finals. Uh, now we'll see what the NHL does. Sort of like football. Right, football. You heard uh, even this week. You're all about all about the pass interference, all the new rules they want to uh, pass for this because of what happened in the uh, NFC Championship game. Well, the NHL was just as big a disaster, as they had many, many problems as far as officiating and terrible calls, missed calls that might have changed things. So we'll see now what the NHL does during the offseason if they uh, if it goes you know, under the rug now that the season's over, or if they start changing some rules, some instant replay rules regarding penalties now that the season's finally over. It just seems that there's been a lot more, you know, attention given to, you know, bad calls being made by officials across all sports. I mean, is it, is it me or do you agree that it just seems that there's more attention to it? Is it because there's more eyes on it? You know, the fact that uh, you could just go on Twitter as soon as the, 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 the bad call is made and, and you, know, you know, talk about it and whatnot and then you get a lot more eyes on it, a lot more camera angles. Or is it just that? <laughs> you know, officials are getting older, and there's no changing of the guard. Or is, is there a cause, an underlying cause? Because it's not just baseball. It seems it's a big time football, like you mentioned. You know, with the Saints and the playoffs, and you mentioned hockey. Well, there have always been big calls missed. Always, right? I mean, uh, you go back to what I think it was the '77 AFC Championship game, where the refs ruled that the Houston Oilers had a uh, didn't get he didn't get a second foot down. Well, he did. But they ruled mm-hmm. it not. They didn't. Pittsburgh goes to the Super Bowl. Houston does not. I mean, we've seen this over and over again throughout time. You think of uh, you know, the play at first base during what was the eighty? I forget the World Series of KC. The Don Jenkins play at first base between KC and St. Louis. That was a missed call. Once again, mm-hmm. things might have changed if uh, he, if they got the calls right. So calls have always been missed. But you're one hundred percent correct. The reason why we talk about it now is you can find the, the replay of it immediately. Mm-hmm. If you want to see it, and then, or even if you don't want to see it, you're on your Twitter feed. You're gonna see it. Oh, this call right. was missed. That call, and everyone's talking about it. In my, mm-hmm. I don't know if officials are any worse now than they ha- ever have been, and that's not a compliment, by the way, because I think officials are bad in all sports. I think they're terrible. You know, for the most part, I don't think they're very good at all. You know, and I, I think fo- in football, the problem is you have they're, they're old men. They can't keep up with these guys. I, it's right. a joke. You see all these guys with the beer bellies trying to chase these guys down. They're 60 years old trying to chase down a 20-year, uh, 20-year-old athlete. That's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. I laugh all the time about these spots at midfield where you get the 60-year-old guy running from 50 yards away trying to spot the ball. It's like, are you kidding me? Do you think it's anywhere near accurate? And that, that's a joke. 
you know, when the punt goes out of bounds, you got the guy, the official, uh, you know, walking out to where the punt went. So you tell me his eyes are up in the air, and you can still see where the ball went out of bounds. You know, twenty, thirty yards below him. That's mm-hmm. crap. You know, that, that's not going to happen. You know, right. it can't happen. It's it's impossible. So uh, joke. You know, in the NHL, you got the problem where the officials were guessing, literally guessing, about the. Uh, you know, the play in the, uh, the was it, the San Jose Vegas, where they assumed it was a major penalty. And they admitted it. Well, we didn't see it. We just assumed it was because the guy was bleeding and hurt on the ice. Well, guess what? It wasn't. He fell and hit his face on the ice. That's why he was bleeding in, uh, on the ice. It was a major penalty. You know, with that, mm-hmm. that, that, cost, that literally cost Vegas a chance to move on here. Bad right. officiating. You know, baseball, we all have these umpires, one of our combative, Angel Hernandez is a joke. Last year, these guys all want to fight. They're horrendous with the, uh, the home plate strike zone. I don't think robot umps could come fast enough as far as the home plate umpire is concerned to get these games uh, called, fairly called evenly. Yeah, so I think it's kind of a joke. I think it's been going on forever. I also think with the home plate umpire is that back when you and I were growing up, they had the bloom chest protectors, the home plate umpire. Yes. And they, mm-hmm. they stood right over the middle of the catch, right over the middle of the plate, so they could really get a good view of both sides. They don't do that anymore because they got rid of the balloon because it doesn't look good. Because I think if I, if I were an umpire, and I used to umpire, I'd much rather have the balloon, by the way, because you don't, you don't feel any hit. You get hit with a foul ball, it just bounces off the balloon, you're fine. You know, nowadays, you've got a chest protector, which gives you protection, but you're still going to feel it. So I'm sure they would like it, too, but it doesn't look as good. You know, it, it's not, I guess, you know, whatever. It just doesn't look as good on TV. But mm-hmm. now they're all, they, they hover over the inside corner, and they, they're guessing on the outside corner. I mean, that's a foot and a half away. They're guessing on it. Yeah, maybe it's a strike, maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, in my mind, that's a joke. It changes the game. You know, so I think officiating is pretty much, it's pretty poor throughout all sports. I think I don't think I think it's hard to argue that. We all know what happened in the NFL, uh, the NFC Championship game in football. Uh, was he afraid to call it because he knew it was going to be a game-changing play, or pretty much going to end the game? And it was. It would have ended the game, but guess what? The penalty was legit. It should have ended the game. You know, and then the wrong team goes to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and this happens over and over again. That being said, and I've said this before too. Yes, that call in the NFC Championship game was horrific and did really send the wrong team. But I guarantee you, if you and I go through that game, we'll see five, six goals that weren't. Oh yes, absolutely. You know, at, yeah. at least we we can play this game all day about mm-hmm. goals that were missed. But once again, that doesn't help me. This tells you how bad officiating is. Right. You know, it, it's difficult. And this week, Joe, with what they're going to do with pass interference, good luck. In the last two minutes, they're going to have officials review pass interference, and they're going to discern what's egregious and what's not. How do you define that? How on God's green earth do you define agree? Oh, this is really, really bad. This one's not really bad. How do you define that? You can't. Because what, what, what's, what's really big to you may not be really bad to me. Good luck, Joseph. I think the fans are going to be a complete disaster. The NHL, the NFL finally sort of fixed the catch rule. Now they have the pass interference rule. They're going to screw this up, too. Hmm. All right. Well, you're listening to Quick <laughs> Points. George Kurtz, Weekend Fantasy Update. Talk some more baseball. Talk some more football. Uh, yeah, we'll turn our attention to football. Next couple of hours.